Welcome to Catch the Fire London's podcast. We pray that you will be radically transformed as you listen to this message. Father, we want to thank you for Ashley. We thank you, God, that she is a daughter, first and foremost. And we thank you for her gifts. We thank you for her anointings. We thank you she's prophetic and apostolic. We thank you that she's a strategist. We thank you that she has pastoral giftings. But Lord, more than all of that, we thank you that she's your daughter. So bless her as she blesses us. Amen. That I may be, but someone who knows technology is not uh, a bit little loud. Yeah, it's much perfect. Technology is not my friend usually, so I'm here with my my pen and my paper. <laughs> Whereas most technology people have their iPads, I go old school, but that's all good. <laughs> I'm going to put my phone there to keep an eye on the time because I know we have commitments here and we want to be able to go up to something's brewing as well, which is so super exciting. Um, so I had the the topic for today of heaven is real, which is an incredible topic and was a real challenging one to me, actually. And the the first thing that I felt God say was lean back on revelation, because we all have revelation, right? And we all have um, that depth of knowledge from, um, from hearing from him and sharing with other people. And there's a real beauty about the body of Christ sharing revelation that we have with each other. And that is part of what we do when we're out on the streets and we're giving testimonies and we're sharing. sharing the revelation that God has placed in our hearts. And I just want to honor Yasmin for the revelation. I don't know if she's in the room. I saw her earlier. Um, But Yasmin had some incredible revelation a couple of weeks ago that Dan shared. And I've, I've just been stuck on it. And she said that for a believer, this world is the closest thing to hell that we're ever going to experience. And Dan dipped into that the other week. And, you know, that is an incredible revelation for us because that gives us joy. It gives us hope. It's like we're looking to the future. We're looking for the thing that we're longing for. We're looking for the the prize and the reward that is heaven. That is our eternal perspective. That is our eternal resting place with him in the heavens for the glory of the Lord will be completely surrounding us all the time. And it's going to be a place of rest and refuge and beauty and healing for all of us to come. And praise God that that is where we're heading to. But God said to me, he said, I want to expand on this. What is the flip side? That if this is the closest thing to hell that a a believer is ever going to experience, then this is the closest thing to heaven that a non-believer is ever going to experience. I'm going to say that again. This is the closest thing, this world that we live in, This beautiful world that is filled with God's grace, His design and His goodness. This pale comparison of the glory of God that awaits us. This is all they are going to know. And that should stir our hearts into something that says, God, this cannot be the end for them. This cannot be all they see of your goodness. This cannot be all they see of heaven and your dwelling place and your presence and your person and your company. A non-believer, they look around this world and they look, but they do not see, it says in the Bible, for they have blind eyes, that they see the things of the world, they see the good things, the laughter, the joy, the sunshine, the beaches, the seas, they see the good things that God has placed here, but they do not have revelation of what it is. They do not have revelation that is the goodness of God and the glimpses of heaven that they are seeing on this earth. 
They do not understand. They do not have revelation that the bad things that they see of the war and the strife and the the, the, the pulling apart and this disunity and the poverty and the things that break our hearts. These are the glimpses of hell. These are the places that we see where the enemy has taken hold. And I was contacted by a, a project called the Hope Project last week. And it is uh, one of the things that they have asked is they, they say, I want to talk to you about what gives you hope in this world. What gives you hope in this place at the moment where there is so much going on, where there is so much chaos and strife? What brings you hope? And the thing that I just jumped into my heart every time is the only thing I can think of is my hope is in Jesus. My hope is in the, the person of peace. My hope is in him who brings heaven to earth. Because, you know, I, I had this picture a while ago of the end times where, where it was the last days and the place of heaven was there and there was worshipping going on and it was beautiful and the believers of God stood in that place and worshipped Jesus. But there was a glass wall that surrounded there was a glass wall that enclosed us in and we could not see the things of hell going on because we were in the glory. We were in the presence of the King of Kings. We were in heaven and we, we could not see the things of the bad of the hell going on in this place. And there were believers who were banging on the windows. They were banging on the glass saying, will you let me in? Why did you not tell me? Why did you not tell me that heaven is real? Why did you not say? And Dan spoke to us last week about the beauty of our salvation. The beauty that grasps us and takes us from this place, from the gates of hell and puts us into the family of God. That puts us into the place of heaven and this is our reality. This is our destination. That heaven is real. It is a real destination and it is a real kingdom. It is not something of fairy tales. It is not something out of a book or out of movies. It may seem that way sometimes because the things of the supernatural may, may seem so Big and bold and, and bright and, and like, what is this? Surely this is just something out of a film, but it's not. This is a reality that has been placed upon our hands because of Jesus Christ. This is who we are and this is what we get to live in. And it is exciting and it's bold and it's incredible because the world of heaven and the place of heaven is an everlasting place. This world that we live in is temporary. The earth will fade away and become dust and it will be no more, but heaven will be sustained and it is everlasting and places will go from glory to glory as we enter into them and we will see things from an eternal perspective that we have never seen before it is filled with light and laughter and joy and peace in revelation eleven fifteen, it says that God's rule will reign forever and ever and so if this if this world that we live in is the closest thing that people will ever experience to heaven if they don't know Jesus, then we have a duty and a commission to represent heaven and represent Jesus to the world. We are charged with being ambassadors of heaven. And, and I'll start by Paul. I mean, there are so many places in the Bible that talk about 
being an ambassador of heaven. You've got Proverbs 13, 17, Isaiah 18, 2, uh, 30, verse 4, 33, verse 7, and Jeremiah 49, 14. They use the word envoy in the Old Testament. We are an envoy. We are to be ambassadors. And what that means is that we are going to be personal envoys who are sent from the head of state. We are sent from the, by the head of heaven, by Jesus himself, on a mission, a co-mission with him to reach the lost, to see this world changed, to tell people about Jesus and have them reconciled to him. Because that is what has happened to us. Each and every one of us here, we have been reconciled back to God. We have been reconciled back to the Father, to his heart, to his family, to his home, to his place in heaven. This is what is, this is the reality with which we stand and we can be confident and bold within that. But the people who do not know him, the non-believers out there who do not know of his heart and have not met him and given their lives to him, that is not their reality. So we have been given charges as ambassadors of Christ to go out there into the world and spread the gospel, to spread the good news, to tell people of what we have received, that we can bless them with it, we can share it, we can bring revelation that we have received straight from God, straight from the throne room to other people. We can read the Word and by the Spirit discern it and breathe it onto other people that they would hear and they would know. And as they gain revelation that they would not just look, but they would see with fresh eyes, with unveiled faces upon the glory of God. And that is what we get the chance to be a part of and take hold of and become one with Christ as we go out filled with Holy Spirit on a mission to see this world changed, to see this world set free, the chains broken off, to see everything restored unto the glory of God, everything reconciled, everything, okay, everything. God died for everything to be reconciled unto Him. And that means not one thing should be dropped. Not one thing should be left behind. If we have if we can grasp what we have won and what we live in and what we stand in, then it would change us and it would burn inside of us that we would, everywhere we go, we would want to spill it out onto the streets. Everywhere we go, everyone we come into contact with, it would just be the natural bubble of, do you know him? Do you know him? Do you know this saviour? Do you know this king? Because heaven is real. And I'm telling you, heaven is real. Because I see this, I know this, I, my spirit discerns this. So we have a role as ambassadors of Christ for the role of reconciliation. For in Corinthians 2, verse uh, 2 Corinthians 5 even, verse 17 to 20, Paul proclaims, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is the ministry that we hold. That is the keys that we hold. We have a duty and a commission of reconciliation because it is something we have lived through. It is the beauty and the gift that we have been given that we are now reconciled to Christ and we go to heaven. And so it is our job and our duty to bring others into the kingdom as well. That we get to partner with him in snatching people from the gates of hell, turning them around and placing them in the seats of heaven. That is our role. And that is what we should have burning with inside of us whenever we come into contact with any other human being, whether they, we know they're saved or unsaved, is release the kingdom wherever you go because there are always greater levels. We are God's ambassadors, approved by God. If you know Jesus, you have been approved by God for this mission. 
mission, to be entrusted with the good news. So God trusts you, so open your mouth because he trusts what you're going to say. You don't, you don't need to worry about what you're going to say. You don't need to fear man. You don't need to fear yourself. Whatever God has put inside of you, He entrusts you to release it to the world around you. And we are to represent the kingdom of heaven. And we are in this world, but we are not of it. So we can tell them what heaven is like. We can tell them of the good things. We can tell them the good news. We can tell them what He has seen. We can tell them who Jesus is and of the the healings, the signs, the wonders, the miracles, we can testify of it because we are of another world where we can bring down heaven. We, don't, we, are, we are on this earth, but we are also in heaven. So our spirits can pull down the things of heaven and establish them on this earth. We can establish them through the empowerment of Holy Spirit that we have been charged to take this message to the end of the earth. Acts verse 1:8. God implores us all to reconcile his people back to him. And we are, we are called to proclaim the good news, direct people to obedience, because that is part of it, right? We, we proclaim and we live our lives in obedience to God. And we live lives that are full of testimonies and faith. And that's what we just saw before, wasn't it? That's what we saw. We saw testimonies coming in. How many people did you speak to? How many people did you speak to? What did you say? What did they feel? What did they, what did they experience? These are testimonies that we use to empower people. We spread the light when we share this. And we embolden other people when we share these things. They say, well, if you can do it, I can do it. I can, I can share my faith and I can release it and unlock it. And as we do, we release testimonies everywhere we go. And we are to be full of it. So we are to be filled to the brim that there is nothing else possible. There is no other space. There is no empty place within us. But we are filled with faith, filled with Christ and Holy Spirit. When we became followers of Jesus, we had our citizenship restored back to heaven. We became under the laws of heaven, the rule and the reign of heaven. So we operate under that realm. We do not operate under the earthly realm anymore. We operate under the things of the spiritual realm of heaven because we are ambassadors and representatives of heaven in this place. Wherever you go, that is one of your identities. You are a son, you are a daughter, you are a beloved, you are, you know, you are a worshipper, you are an ambassador right here, right now. Because Jesus imparted his spirit into you that you could represent him here on earth. That we could be conduits of heaven. A conduit is a vessel like a pipe that allows the water to flow. We allow the river to flow through us and, and go on everybody we meet. We allow the river, you know, just what Chloe was saying. We don't want to be stagnant ponds right now. We don't want to be swamps. We don't want to be festering. We want to be conduits where we can just... Let the river come. Let the river come. And every time we do, heaven comes and heaven invades that place. We have access to the storeroom and the storehouses of heaven. That is part of our ownership of being sons and daughters. That is what we do. We have the seal on our ring, which said, unlock it, let the storehouse out. Unlock it, let the storehouse out. Not only do we have the sonship ring, but we have keys to heaven. 
You know, it says in Matthew 16, 14, 19, I give you the keys of heaven. So what you loose on earth will be, what you loose in heaven will be loosed on earth and what you bind in earth will be bound. And so what are you going to do? We need to go about, we need to be releasing heaven wherever we go. When you see something that is blocked, take the key and turn it, release it so that heaven can invade. If you see something that doesn't look like heaven, take the key and you lock it up and you shut that door and you bind it in Jesus' name so that nothing of the enemy may prosper in that place. We are charged to be ambassadors, releasing heaven wherever we go. Release it. This Christian life is not meant to be a boring one or unfulfilling, but it is one supposed to be charged with excitement and joy and the rivers and the rapids where we go from place to place and we are filled with the grace and the joy of the Lord that we would see heaven established through declarations, through mountain shifting, through faith. Let it rise in this place. Let it rise so that we can see heaven invade. You know, Elijah, he called down fire from heaven. He controlled the weather and he rolled in a chariot of fire. Moses parted the sea. Samson had supernatural strength. Daniel brought a nation to God through prayer and the lion's mouths were closed because of it. Joseph had a nation prevailed in the times of drought through his dreams. The Israelites stood under a cloud of smoke by by day and a pillar of fire by night. The disciples cast out demons and healed the sick in Jesus' name and Gehazi saw the angel armies around him. This is heaven, right? This is what we see. This is what I've established. This is not just in the old, but this is in the now. This is, we live in a time of Acts. We live in a time of the Bible. God is the same today as he was yesterday. He ain't going to change. If that was what he did then, this is what he's going to do now. So what you need to see released on this earth, and you need to bring heaven down, you take your key and you turn it and you unlock the doors and you call it down. What you need, you call it down in faith. That the Lord will provide and the Lord will prevail and he will see and he will hear and he will call it down. God made this world to be an experienced and a vibrant life with him this side of heaven. Not just when we get to heaven. You know, when we get to heaven, we want to be able to sit down with the greats and say, Oh yeah, you saw this? Guess what I saw? Guess what I saw established? Guess what I got to be a part of? We get to share our testimonies with them and say, man, you had it really good. You saw some really cool things, but you know what? Guess what I saw? You know, this is what we get to be a part of as long as we get to understand that heaven is real. It's not some wishy-washy place, but it is part of the reality with which we live in and we can call upon. Don't put off what you can experience today. For tomorrow, you know, it's so easy to say, you know, I'm I'm not going to pray that prayer today. I'm not going to ask for healing today. I'm not going to go out of the streets and preach the gospel today. I'm going to do it tomorrow. But the problem with that is that tomorrow may never come. Because you'll always find an excuse. There will always be something that steps in the way. There will always be something that can rear up to distract you. So don't put it off. If you want to see heaven invade, if you want to see your faith rise, if you want to be surrounded by miracle signs and wonders, you do it today. You don't let yourself be put off, but you see it established today. You open your mouth and you see heaven come. Let let God fill it and release it to the world. But how do we do this? We do this in surrender and we do this in intimacy. The more we surrender to him, the more he can move in our lives. He wants to reawaken and awaken us to his realities and his kingdom. 
You know, some of us, sometimes we, we get into these places where we feel like we're sleeping. We feel like we, we're cruising on down, we're cruising on by because life takes a hit at us, because life gets too comfortable. But we need to reawaken ourselves and allow God to push into us his presence and his passion and what he wants to see us achieve and work in and do through him. But we have to be willing. We have to surrender daily to him and we have to live our lives in the depth of intimacy that says when you move, I move. When you speak, I speak. What you say, I say. When you go, I'll go. So we need to surrender. We need to let go of the old, the old ways, the old mindsets, the old worldly thinking. We need to believe what he says about you. What he says about you. How hard is that sometimes? You need to take hold of what he says about you personally and you need to hold on tight with it with two hands and say, this is who I am. It doesn't matter what that person says. It doesn't even matter what I think about myself. If this is what God says about me, this is who I am. We need to trust in his promises and we need to let his love in. Let it cast out all fear and we need to get to know his heart. You know, I have loved the last couple of weeks because I've got to stand alongside um, several women in this place and I've got to pull apart some of their prophetic words with them. Words of heaven's reality over their life. What heaven says about them. Who heaven says they are and what heaven says they're going to do and what heaven is going to look like in their lives. You know, Sheila... She serves selfishly and goes the extra mile. Yvonne, she is a stand beside and someone who raises up people around her. Natasha brings wisdom wherever she goes. Jenny, you are the sound of heaven. Rianne, you wholeheartedly love the littlest. And Hannah, you burn with a holy hunger. Yvonne, she thirsts after righteousness. And Damaris, you have a fire on your altar that you never let burn out. Marina, you chase after intimacy with everything you have. You know, you want to know what heaven looks like. You look around you right now. You look to the right and to the left of you. To take a moment and do it. These are people who carry heaven. These are people who carry the glory of God. These are the people who look like heaven on earth. And I am so proud that this is our church. This is our family. You are heaven carriers. You carry the reality of heaven and you bring it to earth. And I can cry now because I feel the heart of the Father. And he is proud over every single one of you. And his heart beats with joy at who you are and how you have given over to him. But he wants to partner with you. And he wants to show you things you can't even imagine. He wants to blow your mind with the reality of heaven and what it looks like to see it established here on earth. And we can be true ambassadors of heaven when we walk in that intimacy. 
When we know God's heart, when we walk in that place of the secret place with him and we can represent him accurately to the world when we know him. So you do not to be, need to be afraid when you open your mouth because when you know him and you see him and you live your life with him, what comes out is heaven. We should be unsatisfied with the level of heaven that we are seeing currently. Because there is always more. So even if you see miracle signs and wonders, even if you see people saved every day, you should still be unsatisfied with that because there is always more. There is always greater levels for us to go to with him. There should be a holy unsatisfaction that bubbles up within you, that cries out for more of him, more of heaven on this earth. You know, when we cry out, heaven invade, heaven come, we don't sing it meanlessly or thinking that it is nothing because it is real and it transforms and it saves. And it redeems and it reconciles people to Christ. We want to see more God. We want to see more of your glory fill the earth, of your name praised, people reconciled to Christ, healing signs, miracles and wonders explode everywhere. And that is something to be excited about. That is something to be passionate about. That is something that wakes up you up in the morning and says, do you know what? Today is a day when heaven invades. Today is a day where I put my foot on the ground and I say yes to heaven coming right now. That nothing will stand in my way until I release the kingdom of God. That until that moment happens, I will not be satisfied. But I will cry out from the depths of me, holy is his name. So heaven invade. We want to see an earth that looks like heaven. The world is crying out for heaven and it's our job to reveal it. So would you come and stand with me? Lord, I thank you in this place today that heaven is our reality, that heaven is real, that we do not need to be afraid, but we can stand in the boldness of Christ right now. That when we call upon your name, Jesus, that heaven invades and heaven comes. And Lord, I just ask right now for every person here in this room and even myself, that we would see a greater portion of heaven move on this earth, that we would be reawakened and awakened to the greater things of God, that we would have a holy unsatisfaction with what our lives look like, that we want to see this world redeemed into the perfect picture that you had it planned for God, that we want to see you come. We want to see you restore families, pull people out of poverty. We want to see you heal the sick. We want to see life transformed. But we want to do it through more intimacy with you. For the more we see, the more we want. The more we see, the more we find. So Lord, I just ask over every single heart in this place right now. That you would open our eyes to see 
give us a glimpse of heaven that we would long to see established on earth. Let it be a burning desire within us, God. That when things don't look like heaven looks, that we would take the charge to say, you know what? I've got the answer. And his name is Jesus. So if you want to take the charge in this place to be an ambassador, a royal representative of Christ, why don't you come forward right now? It is not a light charge, but it is one that comes with a weight. A truth and a gravity that says, I will stop at nothing to see this earth transformed into the likeness of heaven. That I will see nothing to see this earth transformed into the glory of God, to see heaven invade, to see Christ restored to the the throne in this nation and whatever nation you're in. That we take it seriously, the words put upon our lives the prophetic words and mantles that have placed upon us, that we we do not take it lightly, God, but we understand the importance with what You have given us. And we repent for where we have not held it in truth and where we have, we have not held it in contention and we have not believed it even, God. We repent and we say, God, right now, right now I take it back and I want it all. Everything you have planned, every part of my word, of my life, of my destiny, every part of heaven invading my life, every key that you have given me, every mantle you have bestowed upon me, every anointing, every impartation, God, that I will use it for your glory to see this world changed reconciled to you, that heaven will have more numbers added to it daily because of you, God. And because of my willingness and desire to see it grow. And stay in that place. Matthew 4, 17 says, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew 4, 17 says, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And saints, my family, I just come and I just heard the Lord say, I want to stir up holy hunger. I want you to charge, I want to charge you and go into the like the depths of your spirit and go like this is not wishy-washy like Ashley was saying that you will see heaven manifesting in your life this week that you will know that you will know that you will know that you will know that you can have authority and that your situations can change so right now in Jesus name I just pray holy hunger stare up 
things in that have been just blocking the way that you see heaven and that you see King Jesus will be removed right now in Jesus name. I just pray right now for everyone under the sound of my voice to have a revelation of heaven but more of that to have holy hunger to stir up in hunger. King Jesus we want to look at you. We want to see you. We want to see you. Everything that we want to do, we want to do it because we see you. We want to do it because we are hungry for you. Not even because of the miracles, not even because of the signs, not even because of the wonders. We just want to see you. So right now, my family, just cry out for more. Just stay in that place where heaven will invade, invade your life and invade your situations. So I just want to charge you. Go deep, go deep, go deep, go deep. The kingdom of heaven is within reach and the Lord is highlighting that a lot of things that you have been that there's been a lot of wibbly wobbling things when you have been like up and down in your emotions this week and you're like I don't know if I can do it even during the service and even before the service a lot of people here are just I don't know I don't know if I can do it I don't know if I can make it I don't know if I can even stay during the service and the Lord is saying you just need more time with me you just need more time with me that's the solution. You don't need bigger strategies. You don't need more of anything else other than Jesus. And my family, if you want to see more of heaven, if you want to live in that reality of the kingdom of heaven is at hand, just go deep. Just go deep. So right now, right now, just, just raise your hands with me. Just raise your hands towards heaven. And let's go for it. Father, would you impart a new hunger and a new revelation of what heaven is, what heaven looks like. Jesus, that every single person with their hands raised, Jesus, would you touch me? Jesus, would you touch me? Would you allow us to be so in tune with heaven, so in love with you, Jesus, that we cannot see anything else but what heaven is doing on earth? We don't care about the situations. We don't care about what our eyes can see. We want to see the way that you see, King Jesus. Heaven is real. Hell is real. And we want to snatch people out of the mouth of the lions. And we want to be the ones that actually live, live from that abound, the, the, the abundance of heaven. So my family, I just bless you. And I just charge you. And I just stir up the hunger within your spirits in Jesus name wow 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 and for each of you I'm just I'm not moving from the place I'm standing because I saw angelic activity around each of you but I felt the Lord say he's going to open your senses and you're going to suddenly feel whoa you're going to feel heaven in a moment you're going to feel his presence you're going to feel the breath of the Father breathing on you, the kisses from a good daddy. You're going to feel it. You're going to be going about your business, but you're going to be sensing more of heaven. Holy Spirit, would you increase the tangible, tangibility of heaven around us? We declare, let heaven invade. Open our eyes to see. Open our eyes to see. Open our eyes to see. Whether we're ice skating, skiing, sitting at a desk, teaching a class, whatever it is, open our eyes to see, open our senses. May we smell the perfume of Jesus. May you get our attention in ways we've never experienced before, King Jesus.
for those of you that are desperate, I, I want you just to ask Him to increase your senses and awareness of Him. Ask of Him. Place a demand on heaven. Ask of Him. Ask of Him. Whoa. Fill. Fill us. Fill us. Fill us. Fill us. Fill us. Fill us, Holy Spirit. There's an Ephesians anointing. Let the eyes of your heart be enlightened. Understanding, knowledge, wisdom. But it all starts off, Ephesians 1, you've been chosen and adopted. That's where it starts. Just let Him come. Just let Him come. Just let Him come. Not rushing away. The place where His glory dwells. Heaven is real. Heaven is real. Heaven is real. Good and faithful ones. Good and faithful ones. Just rest. Wow. Just let him come, let him come, let him come. Just let him come. There's a time to be Martha. There's a time to be Mary. There's a time to do both and. But right now, just love Him. Just love Him. Just love Him. You're beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful Saviour. Lord Jesus Christ, beautiful Son of God, Have mercy on me, your beloved. (sighs) Fill. You don't have to say anything. You just have to gaze. Gaze upon the beauty of the one who is worthy. There he is. Revelation talks about seeing the glassy sea. Revelation 4 says, come up here, come up now. And for some of you, there's an invitation of intimacy that you've experienced a glimpse of, but not stepped into the fullness. And I saw you placing your hand in the hand of Jesus and Him pulling you up so that you can see what must take place is what Scripture talks about. Father, I ask right across the room right now that You'd open the eyes of our hearts. 
Open the eyes of our hearts to see. Open our eyes to see in the spirit realm, to see in heavenly places, to see, to see, to see the throne room. It's what Revelation talks about. Come up here, come up now. He is the solution. He is the solution. So be filled, my child. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled. Just come. Just come. It'd be so easy to switch off right now. But for just for a moment or two longer, just, I felt, I just said it to someone at the front, I just saw His glory moving in the room in such a tender way. And I just saw the children of God just releasing themselves, like abandoning themselves to Him in a way that almost like you become weightless as, as His glory moves around you that He just starts to move you. He just starts to, He starts to own the space that you are stood in, that you are sat in. And I wanna just invite you to just take a deeper step into His glory this evening. Because there's something very beautiful in the room. But it's to be engaged with. He's not a force. He's a person. And so I want to encourage you not to just see this as like a nice moment, but see this as an invitation to inquire, to ask questions, to explore the Lord Jesus Christ and His domain. And even everyone at home as you're watching, I just invite you right now to to not miss this. This isn't TV. This is Him. He's inviting every single one of you, just where you are, to kneel or to stand or to lay down, but to surrender yourself to Him and His glory. And I just saw someone that's been struggling with insomnia and I saw you going home and lying down on your bed and welcoming the heavenly host into your bedroom. And as I, I was kind of stood watching, I saw angels coming and just literally stroking their feathers over you. Just stroking their feathers over you. We put the cross of Christ between you and all insomnia, all sleeplessness, all hopelessness. And we ask Heavenly Daddy that you'd be so kind and release your angels to our households to stir heaven and to give us everything we need. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For Thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and forever and forever. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit.